Welcome to this podcast, Magnified Word. My name's Jim Drinks. The subject of this episode is rejoicing. Rejoicing is something that God wants us to do all the time. We're going to see that from His Word. And it's very important for our health and our enjoyment of life to have a merry heart. I want to start out by looking at the rejoicing that they were to do in the Old Testament. And I think it'll help us to have a richer understanding of rejoicing. The first scripture I want to look at is in Leviticus chapter 23. Starting in verse 39. Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. And so that was one of the things that the children of Israel were required to do under the law of Moses was beginning in the 15th day of the seventh month every year, they were to have a feast where they rejoiced for seven days. And let's also look at Deuteronomy chapter 16. Verse 13. Thou shalt observe the Feast of Tabernacles seven days. After that thou hast gathered in thy corn and thy wine. And thou shalt rejoice in thy feast, thou and thy son and thy daughter, and thy manservant and thy maidservant, and the Levite, the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow that are within thy gates. See, they were to have a feast where they were to rejoice. These are things that they were commanded to do under the law of Moses. And now let's consider Philippians chapter 4. Philippians is written to the church. And so this is stuff that we today are to do. And in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. 
And again I say, rejoice. See, we are to rejoice in the Lord always. And and it says again I say rejoice, just really emphatic that that we are to rejoice. That's something that we're supposed to do. In the law of Moses, it was something that they did at a specific time. But I think it's really cool that uh, for us, it's something that we're to do all the time. And it says to rejoice in the Lord. So specifically, we are to rejoice in what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us and rejoice in the things that we have in Him. Proverbs chapter 15 Verse 15 All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. See, a person who has a merry heart or a happy heart, they have a continual feast. Under the law of Moses, they were to have feasts at specific times in the year. But here it says, a person that has a merry heart has a continual feast. And Philippians told us that we are to rejoice in the Lord always. So we can be always having a merry heart and always having a feast. See, a person who has a merry heart, their life is always enjoyable all day long, every day. And I think this is very important for us to take heed to what this verse says. It says that all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. And sometimes we might be dealing with challenging situations, but we can decide whether we are going to be upset about all the bad things that are happening or whether we're going to have a merry heart. And a person who is letting the, the bad things that are happening make them upset all the time. All their days are, are evil. But a person who has a merry heart, they're uh, enjoying life all the time. And so, you see, it's very important for us to have a merry heart 
instead of letting ourselves be downtrodden by bad things that are happening. In verse 13 of this same chapter, it says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. See, if you have a a happy heart, then you'll have a, a face that looks happy. But then it says, But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. And that's not a, a broken spirit in a good sense of being humble rather than being proud. But it's talking about a, a spirit that's broken in the sense of someone being depressed and feeling hopeless and everything looks bad. where you're not excited about life anymore. So we uh, need to make sure that we don't let our hearts stay sorrowful because we don't want to have a broken spirit. Consider uh, chapter 18 of Proverbs. Verse 14 It says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? See, if you have a strong spirit, which you might call grit, or you have a firmness of character, just a spirit that can't be overcome by anything, where you don't let it be overcome by anything, then you can keep going even in the midst of heavy affliction. But on the other hand, if you have a wounded spirit, then that's a real problem. There was a job I used to work at where uh, there's a poster in one of the rooms. I believe what it says was, the only true disability is a broken spirit. And I think that's pretty true, because even if you're dealing with some big problems, if you have a strong spirit and you're courageous and determining to be successful in spite of your problems, then you'll do well. But on the other hand, if you have a broken spirit, a wounded spirit, then things aren't going to be going well. You know, where when a person's like depressed and and feels hopeless, then like everything looks bad. And even when some things are going well, you're still depressed. But see, it's up to us whether we're going to have a strong spirit, or a broken spirit. So we just determine that we're going to have a strong spirit and then we're not going to let 
anything keep us depressed, consider chapter 17 of Proverbs. Verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. See, uh, a merry heart helps you to be healthy and well. But on the other hand, if you have a broken spirit, it eventually damages your physical body. And so I trust that you're seeing the importance of having a merry heart. Nehemiah chapter 8. Verse 9. And Nehemiah, which is a Tershatha, meaning a, a governor, and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. See, this was a time where uh, Ezra read the book of the law of Moses to God's people. And there were some others who helped them to understand it. It turned out that the people wept after they had heard the words of the law. But they were told to mourn not nor weep. In verse 10 it says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet. <laughs> you know, have some ice cream. <laughs> and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, the joy of the Lord gives us strength. So we want to we want to be merry and have the joy of the Lord. You know, whereas if we don't have joy, if, if we're depressed and have a broken spirit, it makes us weak. And I want to emphasize that you can have a merry heart no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what problems you might be going through. You know, we just decide to have a merry heart and refuse to have a broken spirit. And there's some great keys in God's word as to how we can have joy and rejoicing in the midst of affliction. Remember, in Philippians 4, we're told to rejoice in the Lord always. And so no matter what circumstances we might be in, what we have in the Lord, what we have in Christ, who we are in Christ and, and what we have in Him, that doesn't change. And so if we're rejoicing in that, then we can always be rejoicing 
because that stuff isn't going to be taken away from us. Whereas, if we're rejoicing in our circumstances, then one day we might have reason for rejoicing, and then one day we might not have reason for rejoicing. But if we're rejoicing in the Lord, then we can always be rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 Here, speaking of the saints in Thessalonica, in verse 6, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. See, those saints in Thessalonica even in the midst of much affliction, they still had joy. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 Verse 1 Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, or we want you to know of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. And liberality should be uh, integrity. So, the churches of Macedonia they were dealing with a great trial of affliction. But they had great integrity and they had abundance of joy in the midst of a great trial of affliction. And again, if we're rejoicing in the Lord, then we can always be rejoicing because even in the midst of great affliction, we still have what we have in Christ and we still are who we are in Christ. In Galatians 5, joy is listed as one of the fruits of the Spirit. And so, if we're walking in the Spirit, then that will produce joy. Also, let's consider Jeremiah chapter 15. Verse 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. And see, the word of God was the joy and rejoicing of Jeremiah's heart. And we want God's word to be the joy and rejoicing of our hearts too. And then 
no matter what circumstances we're in, we still have that Word of God. And so we can still have joy and rejoicing. Habakkuk chapter 3. Here's a great one. Starting in verse 17. It says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Basically, all out of Everything completely broke. But then verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. The hinds were a female deer that was very sure-footed and could handle very difficult terrain. So, even in bleak circumstances, we can still rejoice in God because He's our strength and He'll take care of us and do great things for us. And also, a great reason that we can have joy and rejoicing, no matter what circumstances we might be in, is because of the future glory that's ahead of us that we know about after Jesus Christ returns. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven. For you, who are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. See, even um, though right now we might be in heaviness through a bunch of things that we're dealing with, we can greatly rejoice because we know of the incorruptible inheritance that's reserved in heaven for us. In verse 7 it says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor 
and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, and whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. See, although Jesus Christ hasn't come back yet, we don't see him face to face yet. Yet, believing this wonderful glory that's ahead of us and keeping it in our hearts can enable us to rejoice with joy unspeakable right now. And so it's very important to keep watch over our hearts and control our thinking to have a merry heart rather than a broken spirit so that we can enjoy life all the time and be healthy and well despite what afflictions we might be going through. And God tells us that we are to rejoice in the Lord always. Be happy all the time because of what we have in Jesus Christ. And so let's rejoice all the time and have a merry heart all the time. <laughs>